Hello, 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 hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Faith for anyone who's just tuning in. And I just want to thank you just for your time, just for you stopping at this podcast, spending this time with me. It means so much. And I hope you are being blessed. I hope you are being encouraged. I hope you are even being equipped because it's rough out here. (laughs) This modern dating, especially trying to do it the biblical kingdom way, is not for the weary, but for the strong. And I just want you to be encouraged and also have, you know, different tools and pull from my life and take those things that you glean and gain from my life and use it to make your dating life a lot better. And so thank y'all so much again for tuning in. My name is Faye. Today, we're going to talk about how do you know if he's really into you? Or how do you know that for my guys, if you're dating a woman, if she's really that into you? Um, I can't really speak for the men per se. I can kind of give y'all a couple little points, couple little things. But for the for the women, I just want to make it real clear. How do you know that this person is really into you? A lot of times we love to read signs. We're all like, "Ooh, ooh, he liked my post. Ooh, he commented on my po- on my TikTok. Ooh, he texted me. Ooh, he hearted my text." And that's cute and all. But that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. That is some of the most randomest stuff you can try to equate to him giving you attention and, and his intentions for you. Um, I am a person that I've did it both ways. I was constantly checking the messages, constantly. Um, every time a guy that I was really into gave me attention, I was always on it. Like, I mean, like on it, watching everything, reading every sign, trying to filter through it, asking all my friends what they thought. And that actually led to anxiety, led to often feelings of rejection, led to feelings of what if I'm not enough, led to feelings of just like, man, I may never be enough for anybody. So I just want to encourage you, stop doing that. Chill out, sit down. Don't appear desperate. You ain't desperate for nobody. You are a daughter of the king. So what do you mean you out here? Like, like it's almost like you out here just, just begging for attention. That's what it's coming off as, where you're scrutinizing every little thing this person doing for you. Chill out. What are you doing? If he ain't made it plain to you, I need you to close your eyes and act like you, you ain't got a lick of sense. Okay. Because Here's a story. When I was dating, my uh, first guy I ever was serious with in a, in a real relationship was my daughter's dad. And so I always, um, the stories I share most times would come from my daughter's dad and my husband now. So here's two big examples that I really hope you look at these examples and glean something from it and take it to enhance where you at in your life. Okay, so number one, I was dating my daughter's dad for way before we, you know, did the do and got pregnant. I was dating him. And that's when I was reading the signs, baby. You could have called, you, you would have thought I was a whole prophetess or or a sign reader or whatever. Because honey, anytime he liked something, anytime he looked a certain way, I mean, text a certain thing, hey girl, what you, what you think that mean? If you if you gotta read that hard between the lines, um, it might be a problem. And so that's what I did with him. And I was, and then I found myself 
trying so hard to get his attention, trying so hard to look pretty for him. What what would he like? What would he like me to wear? What would he like me to say? How how should I respond to this? And when you find yourself constantly overanalyzing like that, you end up losing yourself like quickly. You'll be replying. You matter of fact, you give your friends. I know I did this. I would give my friend my phone to text him back because I didn't feel like what I had to say back was enough. I had already started stepping into um, identity issues in this relationship because I wanted so bad for him to accept me. I wanted so bad for him to see me as as like wife material, and we'd be fighting so hard. But at the same time, it's like it's like we be we be lying to ourselves. We be fighting so hard to be accepted, to be seen, to be loved, to be chosen. But in the same breath, we over here saying stuff like, oh, oh, it's okay. You know, if God wills it, all that little Christian need stuff we love to to say, all that little fluffed up stuff that make you sound good, make you sound more spiritual. But really and truly, you're desperate for this person to give you that love and attention and affection. If that's you today, stop it. You is bugging out. You is tripping and you're going to end up hurting yourself. You're on the road to destruction and you don't even know it. And you just got started. If a God doesn't make it clear, if he don't make it clear where even a person that got to wear bifocals or whatever, people who can't see can see it. I always, I, I'm, I'm a person who feel like you just need to act like you don't know nothing. And so what I encourage girls, I disciple women, young women who are, are in that that phase of getting to know somebody, I tell them, look, chill out, chill out. Your own responsibility is to get cute and show up for the events or the dates he playing and have fun. Don't get too serious. It's crazy that a man cannot invite you out to a coffee date or he can't just come and say hello to you without you already seeing you and him down the aisle, without you already seeing how y'all kids gonna look in the future get a man a break. Don't be so serious. Don't be so thirsty. Don't be so desperate. You know, you got too much value. You got too much destiny. You got too much purpose to give it away so cheaply. Don't try to rush the interview stage. You need to know every little bitty thing you can find out about this person while the opportunity is there. Way before the Goo Goo Gaga love glasses pop on your eyeballs and you are blind to everything. Because when you start loving a person, you start letting stuff just fall through the cracks. So before you get all, you know, lovey-dovey and nobody can't tell you nothing and you in too deep, you already gone. I need you to interview this person. Get to know them. How do they respond when they angry? How is their temperament emotionally? How they? How's their mental health? How their relationship with their mama? How's their relationship with their sisters? Do they have a discipler? Um, are they honoring the, the, the discipler? How is he with leadership in the leadership capacity he has? Like, you need to ask some real questions. How is his upbringing? If you really consider this person, y'all really thinking about courting, you think this might be the one, I'm gonna need you to pump them brakes, baby, and get to know him. I mean, get to know him. Now, it ain't gonna take no two, three years, so don't don't, don't let nobody mess with you. Don't let nobody play with you and be trying to date you for two, three years, so they don't take no believer that long. We're gonna have another podcast about that for sure, but I need you to take some time to get to know them. Take that real time to get to know them, because I didn't do that with my daughter's dad. 
I just was excited because someone gave me attention and I took myself and ran head first, jumped head first into whatever I thought that love was. And it ended up being, I was infatuated and I was in lust with this person. And he was, he felt the same way about me. We did not do the proper checks and balances. We did not do the appropriate interview. We did not ask the hard questions. And that's why we ended up with nothing but a beautiful baby. And, and honestly, like, like that was not God original intent for my life. Even though I'm so happy that I got this beautiful, amazing little girl who's now 10 years old. Like the Lord did not intend for me to be a single mom. His perfect will was not for me to be a single mom, but because I was so focused on, on leading my own life and, and finding my own husband, because first of all, the Bible said he who finds, not she who finds. What are you doing? I was out here hunting, honey, looking for that man. I wanted me a man that wanted me. And I was going to see to it that it happened. And I ended up on the road to destruction. I ended up losing my identity. I ended up being confused. And you know what? A lot of times, some men are very passive, you know? And they'll, they they love the attention. They love the, the benefits that come with all this attention and she likes me. And so you don't want to find yourself in a place where he just accepts you because you're there. Because he ain't got to work for you. Because he don't have to chase. Like, you better be real mindful that you don't just become someone's convenient woman. That you don't just become, oh, she's there, it's easy. I mean, low-hanging fruit. You ain't nobody's low-hanging fruit. I'm going to need you to put some respect on your name and put some respect on your time. And I'm going to need you to take a step back. And so the what I, after I failed miserably the first time I dated somebody seriously, that was mostly because I was so quick to just run into a relationship, was not asking the proper questions, was not doing no due diligence. I ended up with a heartbreak and a baby. But I ended up waiting. I ended up getting out that relationship. The Lord allowed me to be made whole. And it took a while. I ain't gonna even lie. That relationship almost broke me. I'm not even kidding. I was so messed up after that relationship. But God, in his love for me, allowed me to go through a process of healing. And that process was was brutal at times. (laughs) But I went through it. And then the Lord allowed me to finally walk into a kingdom courting slash dating, whatever you want to call it. I love call it courting so we can be very, very specific on what we're talking about. We were in a kingdom relationship and we were doing things the kingdom way and we took our time to get to know each other. We asked the proper question and you want to know how I knew he was into me? Because my husband, that was, we, we, was just, we weren't even married, we weren't even friends. When he first met me, he let me know up front, these are my intentions. And and my husband, if you guys know him, he's not the type to do that. And so don't let no man play with you and tell you that it take him 20 years to figure out what he wants. He generally knows that usually within the first three to three to six months, even if he won't say it, even if he want to go seek out wise counsel or do some more due diligence. He usually knows way quicker than what they sometimes like to play with you and act like they don't know. Because I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be like I was. I was in a relationship for almost three years with this with, with my daughter's dad. And I was fighting to prove that I was wife material and why he should marry me. He dumped me, kicked me to the curb. 
And that was a gift from the Lord. Even, even that was a gift from the Lord. But he literally married the next girl. You don't want to find yourself like desperate and you just, oh, oh, he liked my post. Oh, he did this. And you're looking for every little sign to prove that he's into you. You don't want to be like that because you don't want to understand something. A guy's only going to change for the woman he wants to change for. A guy's going to only commit for the girl he wants to commit to. You can't force it. Stop trying to force it. Stop trying to like, 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 stop trying to like, 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 like make it happen. Trust God to write your love story. And I know we hear this all the time. Like, trust God, trust God, trust God. But I'm here today to tell you that's the best. That's your best bet. Because the worst place you can be in life is wish you would have waited. I was there. I've been at that I wish I would have waited place. It cost me so many tears. It cost me so much pain, so much heartbreak, so much frustration. It cost me, the the cost was way too much for what I was, what what I had purchased. Like it, it, It wasn't even worth it. That relationship wasn't even worth it. And granted, I got my beautiful little girl out of it, but that was all I got out of it. I got my little girl and I got an experience. And you don't have to go through those, that school of hard knots. You don't have to endure that type of pain, that level of heartbreak, that level of just destruction in a way. Because y'all, I was so messed up from that. And it all started because instead of seeking God first, I was seeking what I wanted. But the Bible's clear. Seek ye first the kingdom. Matthew 6.33. The Bible's so clear about, about how to guard yourself, about how to seek him. He knows your heart. Matter of fact, he put the, the um, thought in your mind and in your heart for love and for marriage and for a relationship and companionship. He put that there, not you. It wasn't your idea. God made sex. It wasn't your idea or a man's idea. It was God's idea. So if it was his idea, he knows the best. He, he knows what you need. He knows exactly how and why and when. He knows every detail. Why? Because he's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. And so I am just really hoping you hear me today and that you slow down. And if you got to read between all these lines and you got to try to figure it out and decode, almost like you got to do Morse code, you got to decrypt all this, these messages, or he texts you just when it's convenient, or he may give you a little attention when another girl he really like ain't there, or you see him treating other women a little, little bit different than you, but he still enjoys your attention. You better pay attention. Those are red flags and you missing them because you so busy trying to get what you want. You just want somebody who want you. You just want somebody who to say, I, you, you, sometimes we just want to say, I got a boyfriend or I got a, I'm dating somebody. You just want that, that feeling. And even with marriage, most times we just want the wedding. We don't want the marriage. We just want the beautiful, all attention on me, beautiful flowers, beautiful reception, beautiful wedding gown, but we don't want the work that the wife got to put in because baby, it's a work over here. And so I'm telling you right now, stay single long as you can prepare yourself, prepare your mind, prepare your heart, because being a wife ain't no joke. And you got to give up so much in order to fulfill the call of a wife. You got to be willing to die. Just like Jesus got on that cross and died for us, you have to be willing to put yourself behind your husband, behind your kids. And we're going to go into this in a deeper 
conversation on another podcast, but I just need you to understand the realities. Yes, marriage and companionship and all this stuff is beautiful, but do not rush it. But when it happens, I'm telling you right now, when God sends that spouse, sends that that man who's going to really see you, I'm telling you, he's going to be up front. He's going to be concise. He's going to be clear. He's not going to leave anything, any any stone unturned. He's literally going to be up front. I remember one time I was dating my husband and um, I really liked him. But I wasn't sure because, I mean, he was he was almost kind of hot and cold. I didn't know that in his personal life while we were dating, he was trying to shield me from some other drama that was happening within, um, you know, his little world. And so I thought he was being flaky. <laughs> and because of my experience, what I had gone through, I, I clicked on him. I went off on him. I was like, don't play with me. You ain't going to play with my feelings. You, I'm going to dump the mess out of you. You're not going to play with me. I was guarding my heart. And girl, y'all, I was vicious with it too. I was not playing. My husband, even to this day, he'd be like, honey, you have no patience. And I'm working on it. I'm praying, y'all. We're working on it. But I just was not playing with him. I had already been through the ringer. I had already dealt with the, the hot and cold, the flakiness, the having to decode and decrypt messages to figure out what he really trying to say to me. I had already been through that. I wasn't trying to deal with that. And so I told him straight up, hey, if you want if you want this, you bet you better say say what say what you want and mean what you say. And that's what my that's what my husband did. He literally one day I remember I went off on him, y'all. And it was so funny because I was like, you know, I'm done with this. I'm done with you. Don't talk to me no more. But goodbye. And he literally was like, Can I take you to lunch? <laughs> and over there at lunch, he was like, Faye, I like you. And I love you too. I'm going to make you my girlfriend and I'm going to make you my fiance. Then I'm going to make you my wife. And then I'm going to make you the mother of my children. Are you okay with that? And y'all, I about fell out. <laughs> Cause I was like, Whoa, I did not know that was going to go down. I didn't see that happening. And so I just want to encourage you when the right man show himself, when your husband, when your Boaz show himself, I promise you, he gonna know it and so will you. And so I hope this encourages you. If you got any questions, feel free to hit a girl up. You know, I'm always with answering any questions you guys may have. I am so ready to unpack my journey. And I really, 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 really hope that you are able to use this to glorify God in a kingdom relationship that one day may flourish into a kingdom marriage. You are worth it. Do you hear me? You are worth it. And I know I'm supposed to get off in a second. I didn't want to make this too long, but I'm just feeling led by Holy Spirit right now to tell somebody you are worth it. I don't care that you lost your virginity. I don't, I don't care that you, you've fallen and you've done stuff that you're not proud of. I don't care about the shame. I don't care about the guilt that tries to consume you. I don't care that it may feel like, man, I feel so rejected, Faith. I feel so abandoned. I feel so betrayed. Like, I don't, I, I'm telling you, that doesn't matter. Why? Because God has a plan for you. And he has a love story that he has written for you. You just got to be willing to trust the process and to stay close to the Lord and to be on mission. Get out of the idle zone where you're just literally sitting around doing nothing. You're not on purpose. You're not on guard. You're just sitting around waiting for your man to show up. 
And that's literally causing you to stumble. You're finding yourself entertaining thoughts you shouldn't entertain. You're finding yourself in idolatry of marriage. You're finding yourself comparing yourself. Get busy with kingdom. And I promise you, your husband's going to show, I mean, literally, like my husband, that man, my husband showed up out of nowhere. I was on a track to become an attorney. My heart was to be a lawyer. And all of a sudden, God said, quit that, go into international business and take this job offer. And the job offer came out of nowhere. I took the job offer, following the Lord. I'm like, God, this is so weird because this is not what I wanted to do. This was not my plans. But you know what, God? I trust you. And so I followed the Lord. And the first day at that company, in the in the company's break room, I met my husband. <laughs> he walked up to me and he said, hey, how you doing? And I was like, who are you talking to? <laughs> but I was nice. Though. I was nice. But y'all, I, w- I was guarded because girl, your girl got her feelings hurt. So I was not trying to play them games. And so literally God used that company to bring us both together. If it wasn't for God orchestrating that meetup, that divine appointment between me and my husband, we literally would have never met each other. And so I'm here today to tell you, trust the Lord, trust him. Lean not to your own understanding, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. And so on those sad days, on those lonely days, I want you to pick up that word. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to get out and love and serve and be the body of Christ with somebody else. And that's going to help you get through the days that you feel like, oh my God, I'm not enough. Oh my God, is he ever going to come? Oh my Lord, everybody's getting married and I'm still single. Serving and loving and being on mission is going to help you get through that. And then all of a sudden, one day, when the opportune kingdom time, divine appointment time presents itself, your Boaz will present himself and you won't have to decrypt and decode and Morris code and all that crap. You won't have to go through all them hoops and jumps and stuff. It's going to be smooth, easy. Because I'm telling you, the Lord's yoke is light. It's not confusing. He's not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. And so anything confusing, I know it don't come from the Lord. And God literally, the, the Prince of Peace is the Lord. So if it is taking my peace, I know it's not from the Lord. And so just be encouraged. The Lord's got you. Y'all take care.